0: Hey, well, again, hello and happy Easter. It's such a privilege to share the word of God with you on this day. I mean, it is always, but just the joy of the Lord is in the house and it's just wonderful to see in us and amongst us. So before we go straight into the Easter story, I think it's good to just reflect. Three days ago, we had Good Friday. And Good Friday is a reflection of the death of Jesus on the cross. And uh, as part of that, we we understand that Jesus died on a cross, but he died an innocent man. He did nothing wrong. He didn't deserve to die on that cross, yet he chose that path. He was accused of things he did not do. He was accused of only the truth, (laughs) and he was put on the cross. But Jesus was a traveling preacher and teacher. He taught about the love of God. He helped people understand God in a new, fresh way, to have relationship with him. He represented God to all who were willing to listen. Not only that, but he performed signs and wonders and miracles. You know, he healed the sick. He walked on water. He told the storm to calm down. He had power over all these forces. He even made demons flee. He healed people. He cast out demons. This was the powerful Jesus, the one who walked around sharing about the love of God. And he shared the love of God with all people, with young and old, with female and male, you know, with the poor and the rich, with everybody. Jesus wasn't exclusive. He wanted everybody to know the love of God, the riches of his love. And the potential to have a relationship to walk with God. And yet he died on a cross on Good Friday. And it was all part of a master plan that God in Himself had decided. But on Good Friday, Jesus breathed his last breath on the cross. And when he died, eventually at some point, his body was taken off that cross and laid in a tomb. His body was broken. Beaten, smashed, crucified for us. And his body was put in a tomb to rest. And this is where we pick up the story of Easter. Easter Sunday morning. So if you've got your Bibles with you, you've got your Bible app, you've got your phone, then please flip to Luke chapter 24 and we're going to read, well I'll read with you verses 1 to 12. It'll also come up on the screens if you want to read that too. It says this, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the tomb stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, What had happened? He is not here. He has risen. This is Easter Sunday. And uh, as part of our journey of Easter, we've been talking about kintsugi. And kintsugi is an old art form, where uh, a Japanese art form, where broken pottery would be mended together with seams of gold to be replaced and made new, restored to arguably a better, more valuable piece than it originally was. On a Good Friday here at Wellspring Church, every one of us got the opportunity to bring a bit of brokenness and lay it down on the cross, which represents brokenness in our lives. And here's the amazing thing. Now that cross stands up for us Don't you think it looks better than it was before? The cross has come back, but looking better than it was before. Empty as well. You see, Jesus, when he died, he died as Jesus of Nazareth. Yes, he died as the Son of God. But when Jesus came back, he came back as the risen king who had defeated death and conquered sin. Jesus came back better than before, people. Amen. He came back as the risen king over all sin, death, shame, and guilt. Nothing could hold him. Amen. And so today, I'd like us, in our thoughts about Easter, we're going to focus on the stench of death and the fragrance of new life. Yeah, Jesus came back not with the stench of death. Jesus broken for us. Death, experienced death for us. But he comes back as the risen king, and he comes back with a fragrance of life. No death on him. Never to experience death again. Christ has risen. And here's the thing. Jesus doesn't just rise again for himself, but with all our brokenness, if we have faith in him and a relationship with him, he takes our brokenness and he helps us rise up too. Praise Jesus. How good is that? Amen. Now, what I'd like us to have a look at together is these three women, the two Marys and Joanna. They go to the grave. But look why they're going to the grave. They're going to the grave simply to lay spices on Jesus' dead body. That's all they can do. These women are broken, broken hearted. They had hopes and dreams for Jesus as the Messiah, as the anointed one, as the coming one. To come and rule, to come and set every heart free, to wipe away tears and pain and suffering. And now their Messiah, their Lord Jesus, who they've been following for maybe three years, was dead. The best that these women could do and think up was simply to put spices on Jesus' body. They are just trying to make the stench of death a little more bearable, just a bit better, to cover up that smell. You see, for us, in the same way, when we don't have a relationship, when we don't have an understanding of Jesus as the risen king, the truth is, The truth is for each and every one of us, if we do not have a relationship with Jesus, we are covered with the stench of death. And all we can do to it is just add spices, cover it up with what we do in our lives. All sorts of things we may look to to try and make life more bearable, the stench of death more bearable. We may look for achievement and accomplishment in certain areas to just make life a bit better. Maybe we are looking for success or a position or a relationship or maybe there's just some prospects for our lives to do something good, right? These are good things we want to do. We want to do good, but at the end of the day, they don't get rid of the stench of death. We are all subject to the stench of death and decay and finally death. That's That's the reality we have when we do not see and we do not know and we do not experience the risen Jesus. And you know what? Even in our goodness, you know, a a thing recently is to be trying to help the environment, to restore the environment, to make it look good, to make it a better place. You know what? Jesus actually came to restore the whole of heaven and earth. So it can't happen without him. So I care for my planet, but actually what we need is a revelation of the risen Christ. We need Jesus. The stench of death cannot be dealt with in any other way. We'll try and spice it up like the Spice Girls We're trying to spice up our lives. But at the end, even the Spice Girls, they're falling apart, guys. (laughs) And in a sad way, if we just try and spice up our lives without the love of Jesus... We will fall apart. We are just broken. Now, join with me as we continue a passage of reading of the resurrection morning from Matthew's gospel. And it still stars these women, these three women. So in chapter 28 of Matthew, we're just going to read three verses from 8 to 10. This is what it says. Thank you, Tim. So the women hurried away from the tomb afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the incredible passage Again, a reflection of verse 6. He is not here. He has risen. So these three women, from going to think of Jesus as dead, simply going to see his body, now they meet the risen, resurrected king. They actually see Jesus. And rather than just adding spices to his body, what do they do? They bow down and they clasp his feet. You know a dead body, you don't want to touch a dead body. You simply want to make it smell a bit better and then you want to leave. But here we have the three women bowing down and clasping onto Jesus because no longer does he have the stench of death on him, but he has the fragrance of new life. And not only that, their response to this is worship. This blows my mind. This is so cool, guys. What we have to understand is What we have to understand is Jesus died and rose again. And the first people to meet the risen Christ are these three women. The first people to worship Jesus as the risen Christ are these three people. And then not only that, Jesus speaks to them. He says, do not be afraid, but go and tell my brothers. Go and tell the disciples, I have risen. They are given an assignment... From the risen king to share the good news, the gospel. The first time this has ever happened. Jesus talked about the good news. But this is different now. Because now we're talking about the risen king, Jesus, who defeated death, sin, shame, guilt, you name it. Jesus came back as victorious over it all. And these three women, who are coming simply to spice up the dead body of Jesus, have now met the risen, resurrected king have worshipped him in the rightful response. And now they're going to share this good news to the 11. And they share that good news to the 11. Remember, we just read it in Luke. And they think it's nonsense. They don't believe. Or at least Peter is baffled by this. And he goes to the tomb. Peter ends up believing. In fact, if you follow the story through Matthew, all 11 go to see Jesus in Galilee. So not only do they hear the good news from the women, but because the women told them so, they got to see Jesus. They got to experience Jesus. Still some doubted if you continue reading. But what I want to encourage you today is we know that all 11 disciples or apostles ended up believing in Jesus. The stench of death had gone. And the fragrance of new life had begun. And those 11 apostles turned the world upside down with the fragrance of new life. And guess what? The reason you're here today spans right back to three women. Simply going to spice up Jesus' dead body. And they carried the good news to their 11. And now look at us. 2,000 years later, we're here. Acknowledging that Jesus is risen, got a relationship with him, and also the opportunity to represent Jesus. We all, if we put our trust in God, if we put our trust in this good news, we can remove the stench of death in our lives. Not really by ourselves, but by the revelation, by the relationship of God, by the relationship of a risen king. And he gives us the fragrance of new life. His very aroma is known as the aroma of Christ. Kev, would you mind joining me? I thought I'd give a practical illustration for you all to help us out on this day to understand how fantastic this news is. So Kev here has got a six pack of eggs. And uh, this time, (laughs) six pack, should have got the 12 pack, sorry. Busting out that shirt. It's a lovely shirt, by the way. In our lives, if we're really honest, if we're really honest, we are all broken. There are many parts of our lives that are broken. Some of us may have six packs, some of us may not. But actually in life, parts of it is broken. Do you mind breaking five eggs for me? And I'll just go through it. You see, in life, our hopes and dreams, just like the women at the tomb, can be broken. Smashed. There's other things in our lives. I want to just get us to think now. What in our lives is broken? What are the things we think of? What are the brokenness? What's the broken eggs in our lives? For many, it could simply be our hopes and dreams. For others, it could be the promises we've made. Maybe the promises we've made, we've broken. Or maybe the promises that have made to us could be broken. And let's be honest, when that brokenness happens, we feel guilt, we feel shame, we feel all sorts of things. Thank you, round of applause to okay. We have brokenness in our lives. How about with just prospects and careers? Maybe we had dreams and thoughts of who we'll become, where we would go, what we would do but it hasn't shaped out that way. Maybe things haven't worked out. Maybe for the young people, the teenagers here, maybe you didn't get the results you wanted to get into the course you wanted. Or maybe you didn't even get to the university you wanted and there's a sense of brokenness there. Or maybe you just feel like you're failing in your job or in in your business or maybe even failing in the subject you're reading for. Maybe the results didn't come back the way you wanted. Maybe the exams went wrong. There's brokenness on us if we're real, if we're really real. And then in relationships, I don't know whether it's siblings, Maybe it's between parents and their children, children and their parents, their aunties, their uncles, nephews. You know, in our relationships, they're broken too, if we're going to be honest. There's parts of our relationships that stick on us, and it's a mess, and we want to deal with them. We want them to get back on track. For some of us, it can simply be our health. Our physical health isn't going the way we want it to. Maybe it's our mental health, our thinking, our mindsets the way we view the world, the the way we think the world views us. is broken. It's difficult. And actually, you can see the reality of our brokenness because our lives end in death, something we can't avoid without Jesus. And finally, just maybe broken cycles, broken habits, right? We get into habits that we don't even like and we detest, but we get addicted to them. We find ourselves just covered with the stench of death. And behind that, there are thoughts, there's attitudes and mindsets. They're broken. And we want to get out of that cycle. But here's the deal. We're broken. Okay, do you mind just coming up and uh, giving it a little whisk? You see, when our life is broken, you've got all those parts broken together, we can feel absolutely beaten, mixed up. So I didn't mean to put the puns in, but it's true, isn't it? And uh, it's like, how can we ever get back to this? How can I become whole again? Thank you. That's, that's some good whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> We're a mess. And the truth is in our lives. Without Jesus, here's the thing, guys. Without Jesus in our lives, we try and cover up the stench and smell with spices, with things in our lives to make life a bit more bearable. We try and sugarcoat life, right? We pour our sugar in. We mix it into our lives. But the truth is, our lives still don't smell great, do they? We still have the stench of death on our lives. All the while, we're trying so hard to make life more like this again, to go back to what it was before. Here's the thing. All that brokenness can lead back to one thing, and that's sin. And Jesus came not to just deal with this brokenness in our lives, the things that have gone wrong, because Jesus cares, by the way, guys. Jesus really cares about the things of your heart, the things of your life, the brokenness you have, and he wants to help, and he wants to heal, and he wants to restore, but he came to deal with sin. He came to deal with sin that leads to death, and he came to do it and overcome it. See, the thing is, what we need to realise is Jesus actually came to show God's love and to remind us that each of us, each of you fine specimen were created by God for relationship with him. A loving father chose to make you, chose you to be the way that you are, and he loves you and cares for you. Not only that, but in a relationship that you've been created for, he has given us the opportunity to represent To represent his love and his care and his kindness and his forgiveness and the restoration. But we couldn't have that in this form. We couldn't deal with it. As much as we try to do good, as much as we try to cover up our sin, as much as we try to deal with the brokenness in our own lives, we're just left (laughs) stinky, Just broken eggs. And Jesus came and he took our brokenness and he put it on himself. And I'm not putting those eggs on me, just in case you're expecting that moment. <laughs> Tim was saying, "Go on second service, go." On. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. Jesus did what we couldn't do. But not only that. When He took our brokenness, when he rose to life, he brought a new hope to deal with this stench of death, even if it's covered up in spices and sugar, Jesus came. To do something with our broken lives. That's incredible. I know you've been all waiting for this. The big reveal. Jesus came. Not so that we could have. Costco cake. (laughs) Amen. I hear it. But so that with our brokenness. With the things in our lives. That are rubbish. God wouldn't just make us this. God wouldn't just restore us to our former selves. No, 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 no. Kinsugi guys, you'd be restored to something better. Yeah. Jesus rose again so that he could take our brokenness, deal with it in a way only he could, on the cross, three days later, rise again to show that he's defeated death, sin, shame, guilt, you name it, so that you can rise with him. So you can rise with him. Stench of death. The fragrance of Costco buttercream. <laughs> Amen. Hey? But this is what Jesus offers each and every one of us. Just a relationship with him. And we get to represent him. Luke twenty-four, eleven. We, some of us laughed. The women thought, well, after they spoke, people thought it was nonsense. They didn't believe. In uh, Matthew 28, you have the women actually sharing again, and the disciples go, go to see Jesus. In that culture, in that day, women may have been deemed disqualified from representing, from actually carrying this role and purpose. And I know a lot of us at the time, because of our brokenness, because of the stench of death, the things we've done in our lives, we feel that we aren't worthy to have a relationship with Jesus, let alone represent him. But these three women, whose society would have looked down upon, who even the disciples at certain points didn't believe them, they brought the good news of Jesus Christ, the resurrected King, and because of them... Today, there's how many of you here believing that Jesus is the risen King? If those three women simply putting spices on the dead body of Jesus, going with that attitude, but then having this turnaround experience to meet the risen Christ, then I'm telling you today, each and every one of us can represent Jesus too. And not just represent him to talk about him, but help people see Jesus. may not happen straight away, And this is what I love about Jesus. Jesus says, do not be afraid. Now, you may think he says, do not be afraid, because they've just met the risen Christ. But it's not that, because they actually worshipped him, and they held on to him. You don't hold on to somebody you're afraid of. He said, do not be afraid, because he was giving them a task. And he knew people would doubt. He knew people wouldn't believe, even his own disciples at first. But some would. And in fact, they started a ripple effect that turned the world upside down and that the fragrance of Jesus has spread to the corners of the globe even here in Watford in 2022. As we come to finish, I simply want us to be reminded of two things or know two truths from all of this. None of us, none of us, no one here is too broken to have a relationship with Jesus. He doesn't... Mind what you've done or what you haven't done. He's dealt with it because of the cross. Please do not think this message is just for the person on your left or right. This message is for you. You are not too broken. We are not too broken to have a relationship with Jesus. And if you don't have one, you can start that today. You really can. And here's the other thing. Because I know some of us are walking with Christ. And I've done this before in my life. I've walked with Christ for quite some time but I've disqualified myself from representing him in certain areas. I've felt like I'm not good enough, or because of the things I do or continue to do when I mess up, I think, I can't do that. No one, no one here is unusable to God. God can use each and every one of us, whether we're at school, whether we're at work, whether we're raising children at home, whether we're on the marketplace, wherever you are positioned, God can use you and not just use you in a small way, but in an incredible way. To take the brokenness in your life, to gather it up, and not just restore it to be what it was, but to something better. And I'll end with this one. We know that we can taste and see that the Lord is good. You get to taste and see that the Lord is good, but you also get to share to the world that even though there's a stench of death, the fragrance of new life... (laughs) Costco buttercream, you can hand that out, and you can be used for Christ as well. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads. I just want to take the opportunity now, maybe some of you have never given your life to Jesus or experienced the love of God in that way, and you really want to. With every head bowed down, with every eye closed, I simply want to give an opportunity for those to give their lives to Jesus, to trade off that stench of death and to experience the fragrance of new life. So if that's you, if you want to make a commitment to know Jesus, to really know Jesus in the way I've shared, to know the love of God, would you mind just raising your hand so I know who I'm particularly praying for? Thank you. Thank you, I see. Well, I'm going to pray And we can all pray this prayer in our hearts. You don't have to say the words. But just pray along with me in your heart. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you that he died and rose again on the third day so that we could be forgiven. Father, forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for my brokenness. Forgive me for the things I've done wrong and the way I've impacted people. Jesus, I'm so sorry. Come into my life. Fill my life. Help me to follow you by your Holy Spirit. And I, pray, I just feel this sense. If there is brokenness that is unforgiveness for anybody that has held us back, Lord God, I pray right now you give the courage and power to let go of unforgiveness and bitterness, especially in relationships, the hurts and the broken promises. And I pray, Father, a relief of forgiveness for where we failed to meet what we were hoping to meet. Jesus, come now by your Spirit and fill us afresh that we may know your life and the fragrance of new life. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. amen.